Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Hannah. Mary. Oh, my God. I am so excited to tell you this. What? Oh, my God. We have a new sponsor this week. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, you won the lottery. No, no, this is even better. Oh, this okay. Better. We have an actual sponsor, Anchor. Anchor sponsoring us. That's amazing. I I'm know. so excited. I know. So cool. Well, big shout out to Anchor, who hosts and sponsors our podcast. I know. It was so freaking easy for anyone who doesn't know. We went to Anchor. We set up our account. They walked us through each and every step. So freaking easy. Oh my God, I loved it. So for those of you who aren't aware, Anchor is an all-in-one platform where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast for free. For free. Our favorite word, free. Free, free, free. Free for you, free for me. Woo! What's better than free? Nothing. So with Anchor, you can do everything you need right on one website. You create, you record, you can edit, add your music, add your cover art, you name it, Anchor can help you do it. I know, because then once we're done with all of that and everything is complete, we just set up our distribution schedule, we tell it when we want to publish it, and Anchor publishes it for us automatically to multiple platforms. See, what could be easier than that? The awesome thing is they also help us find sponsors for our podcast so that we can be, well, you know, money makers. Money shakers. <laughs> so they have it all from start to finish. And they've made it incredibly easy, which is great if you're like us and you need a lot of help. I know. So, hey, guys, hang on. Just put your running shoes on. Hop on over to anchor.fm and start your own account, and join us having fun. Thanks, Anchor. Bye. What are you waiting for? Come on in. This podcast may contain graphic content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Okay. What kind of silly question is that? I have a lot of silly questions. That's Want okay. to hear my silly question? Yes. How do I charge my backpack? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, you take the external battery pack that your sister gifted you with. You get it out of the drawer where you've stashed it. You plug it in. Make sure it's fully charged. Then you put it in your backpack and plug your backpack in. Okay. It. Anyway. Because I'm a goof and a dork and a 
But I love you anyway. Yeah, I'm a whole bundle of awesomeness wrapped up in a big, bright, loud package some days. Oh, I know. All right. I know. Welcome to Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. We're so glad you joined us today. Yeah, thanks so much for being here with us. Welcome to anyone who's new. You've joined us on a fabulous day. All of, all of our days are fabulous, though. I am Mary Sports. I'm Hannah Green. And no, all of our fa- days are not fabulous. Some of them really suck. We just make the best out of them. That's right. We really do. Did you just say all of our fat days? Maybe. <laughs> wow. I don't know. All right. Some of us have fat days. Some of us have fab days. Some of us have fat fab days. Some of us believe that every day is amazing no matter how crappy it seems. I try very hard. Very, very hard to have good days. What's going on? I got new shoes. I saw them. They uh, are freaking fucking fantastic. Aren't they amazing? They're colorful. Oh my I gosh. I those shoes. I want those shoes. Give me your shoes. Okay, here you go. <laughs> um, Even yeah. the bottoms are colored. I know. That's Isn't so cool. that amazing? I know. Yeah. I want those shoes. Um, I, I actually, that. I showed. Did you order them online? Or I did. did. I ordered them online. They're on sale right now. Where'd you order them at? Merrill.com. Merrill.com. I'm going to write that down. I can just send you a link. I know. But that's not the point. So Go ahead and talk. I'm going to write while you talk. See? Okay. Multitasking. So the really cool thing <clears throat> is right now they're having a sale. And I'd had my eye on these shoes to begin with, but I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to spend that kind of money on a pair of shoes I don't need. I just want. Right. Oh, yeah. So we're huge on that. I know, but the shoes that I've been wearing at work really are starting to wear out. I mean, I walk about six miles a day at work, and so because of that, my shoes really do need to be replaced, and so they put the shoes I wanted on sale, and then I signed up for an account with them, like I like they'll send me emails, yeah. and they sent me a 10% off code, which they let me add to the sale price. So my shoes ended up being like 35% off. Nice. We and like it. Yeah. So for that, I was totally okay. They FedExed them. I think I ordered them on Sunday. I got them yesterday. Yay. I so, found you. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. You and have I'm to happy. Let me. They're so comfortable. You have to let me know like after you've spent an entire day on your feet at work. Tomorrow. I'll let you know tomorrow okay. night. Cool. Very cool. I'm very excited about them. Awesome. I don't have an outline. You have an outline. So just guide us in the direction. <laughs> guide us in a general direction. Okay. Mary, have you peed? Now you're getting personal. <laughs> Mary, is your phone shut yes. off? Yes. My phone is shut off. Yes. My volume is shut off on my laptop. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Do we have a drink? I have two of them. I have two of them also. All right. Tell so, us what our new drink is. So today... We are drinking, it's called Raspberry Chocolate Silk. It is a red wine. It comes from Cascade Winery, which is located in Grand Rapids, Michigan area. We have actually both been there. In fact, we've been there together. Yes. They have a very lovely tasting room. They do beer, they do cider, they do wine. Pre-COVID, they did small plates of food, which they had an amazing selection and their staff yeah. is super, super amazing. Yes, one of those places I'd like to go back to one of these days. You know what? We will get there again. I know. I know. It takes It takes time. It takes time. So, anything new in your life? Oh, my goodness. Um, 
You know, we do these podcasts, and I have so much fun with them. I do. Um, I'm learning that I'm touching people's lives, which for me is indescribably amazing. To know that you're touching someone's life with something that you are doing, that you started doing for fun. Yeah. Um, it's it's humbling. It is Some of it humbling. is really super humbling. Some of the stories we do, I feel very honored to be able to share their stories. Yeah. So, yeah. I totally understand how you feel on that one. Very and much so. When someone reaches out and messages us and says, you know, hey, excellent show. Hey, you know. Oh, my God. I, I know. We got such a good review the other day. Um, You know. Hey, I I've listened to several episodes at work, and I I love your show so much. I've downloaded all of your episodes. Or I know because the one message we got came from someone that I would consider to be much more of a professional at this than us. Yes, and yeah, excellent show was like. <gasps> I mean, I almost felt like we made it in the big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really silly, so silly, but mm. but it's really not just heartwarming. But it's almost inspiring yeah. for me when people out there who have more knowledge or who have been doing this longer or who have heard literally hundreds of different podcasts come to us and say, you know, hey, this is really, really good. You're doing a great job. I love what you're doing. You know, we love the constructive criticism, too. So if you come to us and you say, you know, I love listening but I've noticed this little thing that you do. Let us know. Absolutely. And we are not offended at all. We're not no. professionals by any no. means. We just started this for fun. But we did start it for fun, but we also started it because there are so many of these stories out there that we just feel like maybe these people have been forgotten and we want to to keep their their memories alive out there. Yes. So I'm I'm honored. I'm humbled. If you like us, rate and review us. We're doing this Meals on Wheels thing with through Podchaser. Um, yep. Every rate and review puts 25 cents into the Meals for Wheels program, which we're huge on. Um, let's feed those people. Let's feed families. Feed Absolutely. The elderly. Yes. Let's let's give back to the communities. You know, I went and rated and reviewed us, and those were good. Those <laughs> reviews were good. I'm telling you, five star all the way. Um, just because, let's put some money on Meals for Wheels. You know, we are, we did not, we didn't start this podcast to make money for ourselves. If, and Mary and I have talked about this before, if at some point we get to where we are generating money, we'd like to be able to give back to, the communities we'd like to be able to give back to victim funds or to help pay for dna tests for cold cases or whatever yeah. we can do to help the communities that we're telling these stories about yeah i'm you i'm really 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 big into the genealogical dna so if we that would be the first place i would want to put money into should we ever make real money at this um, would be to put the money into cold case DNA solving. I, I would definitely do that because there's definitely a need for that. And um, Rhonda Randall, who in yes. our in our Bear Brooks series, The Whispers of the Silence Voices, 
actually put a message out there today or yesterday and was just so excited about the number of cold cases, the hundreds, freaking hundreds of cold cases that have been solved recently with this genealogical DNA. Yeah. I just totally blows my mind. So excited. So geeked about it. You know, and not just those victims. We, a lot of our stories do focus on, on victims who have been killed. But we also have done plenty of stories about victims who survived. Yeah. And that's another area that if we get to the point where we're generating money, Mary and I are both very, very passionate about domestic violence, um, abuse, and being able to help those people. So that's another area that if we... Yeah. And if the we missing, ever, and, missing and exploited children is another one. And um, if I had to pick one more, it would be the Jane Doe Project for me. Yeah. There's just there's <clears> a lot of good that we can do out there, which is really... We started this because it's something we're passionate about. I just wanted to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we chose Sorry. a topic. That Sorry, we're, you were serious about it. Like, no, Johanna, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to like we, it. We're going to have fun. We did believe that it, we would enjoy doing it and it would be a yeah. good time. But we chose this particular genre because it is something we are passionate about. I didn't go into it with the thought that maybe we could make a difference. So the no. idea that we could potentially make a difference. And if we make a difference in one life with each story that we do, I will feel like we have accomplished something amazing. I think it would be so cool if our listeners, um, if one of our stories has changed your life, if it has touched you in a way, if it has made you think differently about something, let us know. I think that that would just be really cool to know yes. how we have touched people with some of our stories. And because we do such a wide variety of them, they're not, some of them are dark, some of them are not, some of them are actually funny. Um, some of them are like, what the hell? Yeah. So, yeah. Super exciting stuff. Super exciting stuff for us. So, yeah. Meals on Wheels, Pod Chasers, rate and review. Let's put some money out there for Meals on Wheels. We get none of that. None of it comes we, to us. Nope. We don't Absolutely see a dime not. of any of this. In fact, to this to this day, the amount of money that we have made off of this podcast is in the negative hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it has cost us way more to do this than we yeah. could even yeah. consider having made. Yeah. I think to the we, I think to date we've made a dollar twenty two. We do have a support button on Anchor that if anybody wants to support the podcast, that's cool. We're not asking, you know, that's cool because everything comes out of our own pockets. We didn't do it for that reason. No. We did. No. We we, did. we definitely didn't did not do but this hoping sure, for somebody would pay us for it. No, we sure have had a hell of a lot of fun though. We have, and I think that we've both a dollar twenty two. We could almost split a cup of coffee. Uh, where are you buying the coffee at? McDonald's has a dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay home. We're good. Um, and you, you put, put in your half into the retirement fund? Yes. 61 I'm, cents. I'm going to invest that 61 cents. You never Sweet. know where that could take me. I'm going to buy Bitcoin, 61 cents worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> and maybe by the time I'm ready to retire, I'll have 100 bucks. 
Um. <laughs> I think you're a little optimistic, dear. <laughs> or you're planning on working for a very long time. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So, Mary and I have a little bit of other news to share with you. We do? We do. We do? Yes, we do. Do I know this news? Yes, Mary. (laughs) I'm never sure anymore. I'm never sure. And my mind is old, fragile, and feeble. And Oh, stop. It is not. She just brings me around for the entertainment value. (laughs) And then, like, then she'll tell me the story, and I'll pretend I didn't know it, and I'll sound all excited. Actually, (laughs) it's really great because I can tell her a story, and then... Her mind is so feeble, she forgets it. I know. So then when I tell her the second time, she's just as excited as she was so the first Joanna time. So Joanna just retells the same story over and over and over again. She never has to find fresh new material. Now you know why I take her on vacation with That's me. That's right. Um, no, some of our listeners may have already discovered this for themselves, but we are on iHeartRadio now. Yay! Woohoo! Go us! Go us! Go us! Most people are familiar with iHeartRadio. You can find them pretty much anywhere. Um, it definitely makes it a lot easier for anybody out there to listen to us. I like iHeartRadio because if you follow it, it automatically downloads for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to tell it. It just automatically downloads for you. And that is what that is one of the things that I absolutely love about iHeartRadio. And they're the ones I first started listening to podcasts and my music on. So yep. I'm kind of partial to them. So, So, yeah, that is new. Yep, that is new. That is new for our listeners. Um, Like I said, we do record these in advance. So by the time you hear this, some of you may have already discovered that for yourselves. Yay! All right. All right. Oh, national birthday. Mary's got a birthday. No, Mary doesn't have a birthday today. I do not have a birthday today. I went different. Uh, We're going to talk about the Moore family today. We're going to talk about a really famous crime that happened on June 9th. Okay. Okay. And then this happened in 1912. So we're going to go back a ways. The Moore family consisted of parents, Josiah and Sarah. Now, Josiah was 43 and Sarah was 39. They had four children. They had Herman Montgomery, who was 11. They had Mary Catherine, who was 10. Arthur Boyd, who was 7. And Paul Vernon, who was 5. All right. The particular night that we are talking about... um, the Moore family was really well-known. They were very, very well-liked in their community. The night we're talking about, they had actually invited people to come and spend the night at their residence. So they had actually invited uh, two of Mary Catherine's friends, Ina May, who was eight, and Lena Gertrude, who was 12, and they were sisters, to spend the night with the four siblings. Yes. Okay? So we have six people in the family. Plus the two guests for a total of eight. Yes. So, um, on the evening of June 9th, 1912, they are residing in the town of Belisca, Iowa, here in the United States. The six members of the Moore family and their two house guests were found bludgeoned in the Moore residence. All eight victims, including the six children, had severe head wounds from an axe. They were known as the axe murders. Aww. Oh, and a lengthy investigation yielded several suspects, one of whom they actually tried twice. The first trial ended in a hung jury, the second in an acquittal. And to this day, this crime remains unsolved, which is super, super sad. What a horrific thing to have happened to an entire flipping family. 
Yeah. Um, so it was concluded that these murders took place between midnight and five in the morning. Um, they found two cigarettes in the attic, which suggested that whoever the killer or killers were waited in the attic until everybody was asleep. Oh, that's a creepy that's thought. That's a creepy, disgusting thought, yeah. Um, they started with the parents, and then they moved on to the children, um, and I didn't see any kind of motive, like, reasoning. Mm. It was just just a horrific, horrific crime. That's so, very sad. Yeah. I thought I would switch up and do a famous crime, because the only birthday I found was rather boring. All right. Well, I have a very, very short little in this day in All history. Right. Let me drink while you talk about this. All right. June 9th, 1869. Charles E. Heyer. Do you recognize the name? Mm-mm. No, I do not. I would be surprised if many people do. Okay. However, he was a pharmacist in Philadelphia. Okay. On June 9th, he sold his first root beer. He was the first person to produce root beer commercially. <gasps> oh, my goodness. You know, I made homemade root beer once. You did? It was know. fun. Yeah? Oh, my God. It was good, and it was fun, but you actually have to drink it within, like, the first 12 hours after oh. you make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun, and it was really good. If you have ever tasted authentic root beer? I have. Not the crap that comes in the two liters? No, I have. No. Town that I used to live in, they do a Civil War reenactment every year. Okay. And there is a guy that goes there that makes fresh root beer <gasps> and fresh lemonade. Um. Yeah. And yes. Yes. Um, Speaking of root beer, just because, you know, we're going to digress. A little bit. That's all right. Um. We grew up in a little town in Michigan. There's a little place on airline. Um, they're long gone, long gone unfortunately. It was called A&W Root Beer. Yep. It was one of those places that you could pull your car in, and a car hop yes, they were would come car. out and bring you your food or take your order and then bring your food, yada, yada. You would, you know, like park in there, and they would have this, like, speaker, and you would Put your order in, and they would bring it out and put it on a tray and sit it in your window. Anyway, A&W Repair had the best repair. And a couple times a year, maybe maybe three times a year, maybe four if we were really good, Dad would stop there after church on Sundays and get us a gallon of freaking fresh homestyle repair. Nothing else like it, in my opinion. However, a few years ago, you and I took our niece, Ryan, and my daughter, Isabel. Yes. To a place that does still exist and has been around for a very long time in our town. The one in Montague? Um, we didn't take them to that one. We took them to the one out on Old Grand Haven Road. It's called Dog and Sons. <gasps> oh, yes. And they are the yes. same style. You order from the speaker. The car hop brings it out, puts it on a tray in your window. Yes. And, um, Super expensive, but so reminiscent. And they also have very nice root beer yeah. there. Yeah, so I don't think it's as good as AW's, but yeah, it's definitely not the stuff you get in a two liter. No, no, definitely oh, amazing. not. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so the first repair. Ooh, first repair. That was a long time ago. It was. It really that was, was good. Yeah. I like that one. All right. You ready for a story? Okay. We're gonna talk about the life and the death of Margarita Peter. Margarita Peter. Yes. Not Peter's Peter. Peter. Just one? Just one. Okay. One Margarita. Coming up. We have all heard stories about the bizarre things that people will do in the name of religion. We've even covered a few of them on this podcast. Yes, that is true. These <laughs> stories aren't just modern occurrences. They've been happening for as long as people have been around. Yes. 
So today I'm going to tell you a tale that is almost too bizarre to be believed. You do that frequently. It is also incredibly sad. They often are. I will say that I believe that if Margarita had lived in modern times, her story may have turned out entirely differently. Margarita was born to a large Swiss family on Christmas Day in 1794. Aww. Yeah, Christmas baby. Aw, that's so sweet. Back in 1794. She was the youngest out of six children. She had one brother, and she had four sisters. Sadly, her mother passed away shortly after she was born. And she was raised by her father and her siblings. They loved her very much. Her family belonged to a sect of the Protestant faith. It had a name, but it was a Swedish name, and I cannot even try to go there. I will just say it. Like, I, I okay. know what town she was born in, and what and listen, I can't say any of these names, so I'm not even going to try, because wow. it will just be terrible. Margarita was a smart and gifted child with an extremely dominant personality. In today's world, we would probably call her bossy. Okay. It's possible that she may have been a little spoiled. She was the youngest. Mom her mother had died. died. Yeah, quite possible. By the time she was six, not only was she reading and retaining the Bible, she had a better understanding of it than many adults do. The reading part does not surprise me because we come from a family of readers. Very, very avid, gifted readers. And I'm pretty sure we all read at a very young age. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Reading a Bible, however, I don't see any of us doing that one. Um, okay, we might read it, understanding it. Mm, exactly. No, I have to shake my head on that one. Pass. She began gave, giving impassioned sermons and preaching. No. Summoning her family to listen to her. Six years old. Oh, my God. She would demand that they would come down to the sitting room and listen to her while she preached and gave impassioned sermons to them. Woo! <laughs> and Johanna... I, I wish you guys could do this. <laughs> sure. I, I talk with my hands a lot. Joanna very much verbalizes with her hands. So even her local pastor was impressed. Was he afraid he was going to be out of a job? <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, you. Uh, y- yes, you. Yeah, yes, yes, you. We want to take a minute to thank you. So thanks for being a part of this, this amazing, amazing journey that Johanna and I are taking. We also wanted to share a little fun we've got planned for you. A bonus 4th of July episode because, well, bonuses are fun. This time, along with the usual laughter, a little sarcasm. Who, us? Sarcasm? (laughs) Um, And adult beverages, we're going to be enlightening you to the world of stupid criminals. Now, we are not talking about your average stupid here. This would be boring, and we do not do boring. So, get your sparklers, put on your party hats, grab your beverage of choice, sit down and listen to a whole lot of 
Don't try this at home. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) See you on the 4th. When Margarita was 20, she announced that she was a prophetess. Okay. In 1816, Margarita moved to another town to live with her maternal uncle, where she would act as his housekeeper. Her uncle introduced her to his church and invited her to join them. This was a part of the, and I'm probably going to totally butcher this, but I'm going to say, Hiatus religion. Okay, how old was she at this time? About 21, because she would be 20, she would have been 20 in uh, 14, in 1814. Okay. So, probably okay. about probably okay. about 21. Okay, I didn't mean to make that difficult. For you. It's okay. I'm going to ask okay. you math questions. God, no. please don't. <laughs> so, so, her uncle belongs to this church that's part of the pietus religion and like i said i don't know if i'm saying that correctly okay that is an extremely fundamentalist sect of the lutheran church so probably quite different than what she grew up with yeah during this time margarita became extremely depressed and her personality underwent a profound change it's hard to know if it was missing her family it was it the church was it a multitude of things was it something entirely different we don't really know okay by 1817 just the following year margarita had returned home to her father's house to live i didn't take long she didn't stay long no her siblings expressed their concern about her depression and obvious changes to her personality and this is what she told them she told them that it was all related to god revealing himself to her more and more each day and that she was distressed by her awareness of her own sinful life. Wow, that's pretty heavy for such a young woman. Very. Yeah. By night, or by 1820, Margarita began to travel across Switzerland, preaching to the people who seemed to be drawn to her and her impressive and dominant personality. Sometimes she traveled alone, which is really strange. I mean, you're talking early 1800s, and she was a very young woman. So for her to be traveling alone seems very odd. I don't know, but... But but that's also Switzerland, so... Yeah. Um, sometimes her sister Elizabeth or a servant of her father's by the name of Ursula would travel with her. Back at home, she was building a small congregation of her own who gathered to listen to her whenever she returned to their hometown. In late 1822, Margarita and her sister Elizabeth disappeared without a trace. Ooh. The police got mysterious. Yep. The police were involved, and they were unable to locate the two women. Okay. All right. So now we have two disappeared women. Two disappeared women. Okay. On January 8th, 1823, the two women reappeared without any explanation. Margarita... They do not have dollar bills pinned to their own. <laughs> no. Okay. No. A map? No maps. No hidden guns. No hidden knives. Margarita was visibly ill, but the women remained silent on where they had been and what may have happened to them while they were gone. They simply continued life as though nothing had happened, but of course something had something definitely, had. definitely happened. Something Absolutely. had definitely happened. Yeah, since they didn't come back the same. They had both changed, and it was not for the better. Ooh. Margarita and Elizabeth began spending most of their time confined to Margarita's room, reading the Bible and praying nonstop. Margarita began to have visions she seemed to become obsessed with obtaining god's forgiveness for her sins although she never did voice what those sins were she wasn't in tucson was she 
Switzerland. We're in Switzerland. I thought so, but she didn't like visit Tucson, Arizona, did she? Maybe she's a time traveler and she somehow left the early 1800s and went to the 1970s. No, no, that's not a thing. Um, so she, she never talked to anybody about what her sins were. She just seemed to be very obsessed with the fact that she had led a sinful life, which she is very young and was always very religious. So that kind of leaves me with questions. Did something happen at her uncle's house? Um, yeah, but she moved back in with her dad before she disappeared, so... Yes, but... You would have thought that she would have been different when she came back from the uncle's house. She was, remember? She had become depressed, and her personality oh, had yes, definitely yes. changed. Okay. Um, Good so, point. So that makes me wonder if something happened at the uncle's house. Could be. When she wasn't close in her room reading and praying, she was gathering her small group of followers, <laughs> preaching to them that Satan was all around them. She told them that demons were taking over the world. And as Easter grew closer, Margarita's hysteria only grew more pronounced. On March 8th, 1823, Margarita summoned her followers and told them the battle between Jesus and Satan was upon them. She directed them to gather weapons, axes, clubs, whatever they could get their hands on, and to return to her father's house. Her own father, and at least one of her sisters, Elizabeth, Okay. Were among her followers. Okay. Upon returning to the house, the followers were led by Margarita upstairs, where they locked themselves into a small room. How many followers did she have? Um, the research that I said suggested around 20. That's a lot of people to put in one small room. Well, because now you're like, yeah. It says small room in the things that I read, but one article I came across said attic, but... Reading descriptions of the house and things, small room, I don't think it was small by our standards today. Okay. Okay? Okay. It sounded like her father lived in a, a, a nice house. Okay. We, we'll go with that then. I'm just like trying to I picture. That would be like putting six people in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> now we're crowded. <laughs> they all began to pray. All the followers and okay. Margarita, they all began to pray. Generally, prayer is good. Margarita told them the demons were surrounding the house. And so the, the prayers grew in intensity. Okay, so she meets with her followers and she says, it's time. Go get your weapons. Go get your weapons. The demons are coming. Sounds like they brought the demons to the house. But they just followed the little prayer people. Soon Margarita screamed and told them, that the demons had broken into the house and that they were there with them. They must fight them. The followers began to swing their weapons wildly through the air at the demons that only Margarita could see. No, because that's how people get hurt. After some period of time... Wait, is this a Victorian Christmas game? <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast. <laughs> so after some period of time... I didn't find any evidence that anyone was injured. Oh, thank God. Because room, I just can picture. Yeah. I'm but glad the room no. that they were locked into was virtually destroyed by them swinging their weapons wildly around. At that point, Margarita led them down to the main floor of the house. Once on the main floor of the home, Margarita instructed the followers that they must begin to beat themselves and each other, saying that their pain would ward off the demons. A crowd of neighbors had begun to gather outside the house 
having been brought there by the noise that was emanating from the house. I can imagine it would. Concerned by what they could hear, the neighbors summoned the police. Thank God, someone, the voice of reason. The police arrived and they found the followers in various states of consciousness, some of them still beating themselves as well as other followers. Many of the followers were found knocked unconscious on the floor with Margarita still delivering blows to their prone bodies. The police did their best to separate the group, sending the men to one room and the woman to another in hopes of bringing calm to the situation. Margarita's brother, remember she had one brother, his name is Casper, he arrived at the house having been summoned by the police and now the police departed believing that the situation had been handled. Okay. The men may have calmed down, but the women were only getting more riled up. Margarita was not helping the situation. Um, it doesn't sound like she's been helping the situation for quite a while now. I'm sorry, because if you tell me to start beating myself to ward off the demons, I'm going to let bring them on. I don't care. Margarita. I'll drink with demons. Led the women, gathered the men, and told them that more pain was needed to defeat the devil. No. At this point... Margarita grabbed an iron wedge and began to beat her own brother. Now, this is a look of horror on my face right now. Horror. So, all the articles just say an iron wedge. And so, all I could think is... That's usually a golf club. No, no, no. (laughs) Do you remember when we used to split wood in the backyard? Yes. And we had the... The iron wedge? No, there's a specific name for that. I know, but that's the only thing that comes to mind when I read this iron wedge. And I think that's called a a mall or something. No, it's not a mall. A split? What is it called? I I can't remember. Anyway, Dad would know. Where are you, Dad? We need you. (laughs) He's going, I'm not going there for anything. (laughs) So she grabs this iron wedge and begins to beat her brother with it. Okay. This prompted the followers to go back to beating themselves and each other. Her father managed to gather his injured son and got the two of them out of the room. At this point, Margarita declared that the ghost of her dead mother had appeared and had instructed her to sacrifice herself. Oh, for God's sakes. Your mother is not there. The ghost is not there. She told them it would be necessary to sacrifice herself in order to defeat the devil. I thought that's why they were beating themselves. It's not enough. Okay. She said pain is what is needed to defeat the devil and the demons. I'm sorry. If you sacrifice yourself, that's, there's not enough pain there. It's over twi- too quickly. Her sister Elizabeth stepped in and offered herself up as a sacrifice no. in Margarita's place. No. Margarita began to beat Elizabeth with the iron wedge she had been beating her brother with. Of course she did because, no, she's not going to do it herself to herself. Soon the followers joined Margarita in beating Elizabeth until she was dead. When a follower had protested killing Elizabeth, Margarita simply explained that it was necessary, but that it would be okay because Elizabeth would rise and return to life in three days. There is not enough wine in this world for this story. There's more. Don't. No, I hate it when you say that shit. Have a sip of wine. I just did. Have another one. You're going to need it. We're going to talk about this wine before we end this episode. This wine? Yes, we're going to talk about this wine. We we brought it up, but we really didn't describe it, so we're going to do that after your story. Okay. Unless you need a commercial break. Nope. <laughs> Just enjoying my wine. <laughs> after Elizabeth had been killed, 
Margarita ordered her followers to crucify her in the name of defeating Satan. I wish we had video because I wish you all could see Mary's face right now. They do not need to see this face because their faces look exactly like my face right now. The followers were even more reluctant to follow the order to crucify her, but she insisted. She again assured them that she too would rise again in just three days. Wait, she wants them to crucify Marguerite? Margarita wants her followers to crucify her. Her I sister thought, is dead. I thought they wanted... Her, that's, see, that's what I was trying to figure out. I thought they wanted to crucify the sister, Elizabeth, who's already dead. So I'm thinking, does crucify mean just nailing them up? Or do they have to be alive when you nail them nope, up? Nope, Elizabeth is dead lying on the floor. Now Margarita okay. tells her followers that they need to crucify her. They make medication for that. Her followers made a cross... Nailing Margarita to no. the wall. Oh, my God. Where's her father? Where's the neighbors? Where are the police? Remember, Dad got Son out of the room. Yes. Yes, okay. But they're still making a lot of noise because you can't tell me they beat this woman to death quietly. But the police have already been there, so they need to come back. So they nail Margarita to the, to the wall. Okay. To the wall. To the wall. To the wall. To the wall. At her instruction, they drove nails through her hands, her elbows, her feet, and her breasts. Oh, my God. Margarita was seemingly unfazed by the pain of what was being done to her. Oh, my God. She then instructed her followers to stab her through the heart, but the followers failed in their attempts to do so. She then instructed them to bash her skull in and kill her. Using hammers and crowbars, her followers smashed her skull in killing her as she had requested. Oh, my God. After the two sisters were dead, the followers filed to the dining room where they ate dinner. Margarita's father was still in the house. I don't know where the brother went at this point because he's not mentioned again in any of of my research. Okay, so none of this is going to be quiet. None of it is going to be quiet. And you can't tell me that Margarita didn't scream with some of this stuff. Seemed unfazed. You didn't tell. You can't tell me that Elizabeth didn't scream while she I, was being killed. I don't know. I don't know. But this I cannot imagine that this is quiet. This is horrific. Margarita's father was made aware that his two daughters had been killed at Margarita's order. While they were eating, policemen arrived at the house with an order from the judge for the group to appear at the courthouse at a future date to answer for the earlier occurrences that the police had been summoned to. Oh, where they were destroying the small room. And then going downstairs and beating the snot out of each other, yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No one mentioned to the police officer that there were two bodies in the other room. Father simply signed the writ, and the policeman left. We're both drinking now because there's no other answer for this story. Go on, please, go on. The followers, including the girl's father... Spend the next three days praying. When the girls did not return from the dead as promised, Margarita's body was taken down off of the wall. It had been nailed up to the wall for three days. The whole time. That's not going to smell good. I don't know what the temperature is like in March in Switzerland, but unless it's freezing inside that house, there's no way. It's not going to smell good. No. So Margarita's body was taken down off the wall, but still no one did anything else beyond praying. His prayer will answer everything. Finally, after yet two more days had passed, so five days now, Margarita's father made his way into town where he reported the deaths to the police. 
The followers were arrested and tried for the murders. The two-day-long trial began on December 3rd, 1823. Eleven followers were convicted, including the girl's father. The sentences ranged from six months to 16 years. The father was sentenced to eight years. The judge ordered that the house where all this happened was torn was to be torn down and that another house never be built on that spot again. That is the life and the death of Margarita Peter. And you can understand now why I said that I believe if she lived in modern times, this story would be entirely different. Yeah, it would. It absolutely would. That's insane. Yeah. That is totally insane. Yep. Craziness. It is. You find the weirdest, craziest mess in our (laughs) stories, though. You do. Well, I try when I'm looking for stories, I like to find a mixture of stuff that's a little more modern and stuff that's a little older, but hopefully stuff that not everyone has heard about yet. Yeah, we try to cover a lot of stuff that people don't touch on because it's not, we don't, we don't want to do the big stuff. We don't want to do the absolutely everybody knows this. We don't want to do Elizabeth Smart. We don't want to do Ted Bundy. We don't want yeah. to do the Golden State Killer. We we just don't want to do those big ones. We want to do the small and usual. Right. And you do really well at that. Thanks. You do very well. You write a good story. You tell a good story. I try to do a lot of digging when I do my research, not just surface stuff. Right. Because as I'm writing and researching, I often have questions. So my notes, I'll be, I'll have notes. And then along the sides of my notes, I have like all these arrows pointed with questions written, you know, like, what about this? And why did this happen? And she's air writing. She's air writing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I talk with my hands. She does. She verbalizes with her hands. (laughs) Yes. So sometimes it's almost a little frustrating for me because I can't always find the answers to questions that bug me. Yeah. Things that I can't believe it's the answer's not out there somewhere. Right. But I I like the challenge of digging up answers for the questions that pop into my head when I'm doing this research. It shows. You did a really good job with it. Thanks. Let's talk about wine. Oh yes, let's let I gotta refill my glass okay. here real quick. You do that. Um so, as we mentioned, and we usually don't bring the wine up twice, but I feel like this one really deserves it. This is a raspberry chocolate silk. It comes from Cascade Winery. Um, this has a beautiful mouthfeel on it. Mm. It is silky. Well, it does say raspberry chocolate silk. It does. The, the name feel, doesn't lie. No, the mouthfeel is super silky on this. It's lovely. The taste is deep. It is. It's it's really good. It is delicious. Yeah. It is a super dark wine. What else? Very, very dark. It, it is, is very dark. Very dark. Um, like dark enough you cannot see through it. Even Absolutely holding not. holding it up to the light, I cannot see through my glass whatsoever. No. It is it is definitely sweet. I wouldn't call it sweet. Super sweet, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call sick, it sweet. It's not sickeningly sweet, but it would no. definitely, in my eyes, it would definitely be more of a dessert wine. And we've had some raspberry chocolate wines before that made me feel like I had a Tootsie Roll in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. wasn't horrible. Well, it's not horrible by any means, but this is definitely not on the same level. This is, this is yeah. This is definitely way above that. I would agree with you. We have definitely tried some various chocolate wines that... 
taste like they were made with Tootsie Rolls. Um, this doesn't have anything mm -mm. that tastes artificial to it. No. It. Unfortunately, if we drink this whole bottle, you're not driving home. <laughs> I it. will eventually. Damn it. Anyway, it's delicious. And anybody that's in the area, I don't know, Cascade might even ship. Check them out. We should throw a link on. I already have it noted. Okay. We should throw a link on there. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Cascadesellers.com. It is, it is so good. But it does have a very high alcohol content. It does. Which is low. That four, is. 14%, which is why Mary was like, uh, yeah, you, you're not going home if you drink this whole bottle. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Han and I would like to thank all of you who took the time out of your day to spend some wonderful listening time with us. Yeah. Um, we know that your time is super precious. You have so many other things you could be doing right now. And the fact that you chose to spend a little bit of your day with us means the world to both of us. Absolutely um, does. If you have any comments, thoughts, suggestions, feel free. We're very open. If you have stories that you want us to include, if you have a family story, send it to us. If you have a haunted story, send it to us. Hip hip hoorays. We love hip hip hoorays. Yes. I mean, literally anything you want to share with the world will be your mouthpiece as long as it's not offensive. Po positive. It needs to be positive. positive. Um, yes. We're super, we're, we're very much about being positive, about paying it forward. Um, the last year has been really rough on everybody with COVID, pandemic, being shut up at home. If you're one of those ones who have to work, the fear, whatever. So any hip hip hooray is, is more than welcome. Yeah. Um, you can find us at, on Facebook at Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. You can email us, and we love getting emails. That's so exciting. At mischiefandmoscato at gmail.com. And if you can't remember that, it is uh, there's a link on our Facebook. We have a Twitter account, too. We do. We Yes, we have a Twitter account. Tweet, you can tweet us. Yes. Is that, how, is that the right wording? Tweet it us. is. It is. Tweet, tweet us. us. Tweet at us. <laughs> yes, you can tweet at us. You can uh, share Share our posts. Yeah, we're at mischiefandmoscato at gmail.com. I don't know anything about the Twitter account. Apparently, that's not my thing. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what our name is on Twitter. <laughs> um, do we have a link on Facebook for the Twitter account? I believe we do. Okay. Um, so if you enjoyed listening to us and you want to hear us, feel free to follow the podcast so you never, ever miss an episode. Rate us. Review us. You'll help us immensely. Yeah. And you're going to help Meals on Wheels more than us. Uh, you can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're also on iHeart now and Podchaser. We're geeked about that shit. We, the two of us co-host this podcast, and we have a blast. We have a ball, and we thank each and every one of you for allowing us the privilege to be in your ears every week and hopefully make you laugh or smile. And that's what I've got. What, what do you got to end us with? Every week I try to end us with a final thought that is positive. Yeah. We all need a little positive in our life. And Johanna does a really good job of throwing that at us. So today's final thought is this. Find joy in your journey. No matter what each day throws at you, find the joy in it. Have a great day, guys. Bye.